0: Good evening, and welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. I'm Tom, and it's my honor to be your host. Tonight, following on from last Wednesday's episode, we'll be exploring the streets of another Roman neighborhood, Trastevere. This is the classic Rome that you see on postcards. There are cobbled streets full of character and old ivy-covered buildings. You'll enjoy a relaxing stroll on a quiet morning, getting to know the neighborhood and discovering some secret spots remember that we'll have the third and final part of this mini-series from our wonderful writer Alexandra right here next Wednesday. So be sure to come back for that one. I'd like to thank our friends at Brooklyn Inn for sponsoring the show tonight. With the summer months in full swing here in the Northern Hemisphere, it's time to swap out the winter warmth for some breezy comfort with Brooklinen's award-winning sheets and home essentials. Brooklinen is the internet's favorite sheets, and they offer the ideal fabric for every kind of sleeper. Cool off with their crisp classic percale weave, or try their best-selling luxe sateen sheets. I have a set of Brooklinen bedding myself, which I've just put over my lightweight duvet for the warmer months, and they've really helped me sleep more comfortably for the last few nights. So shop in store or online at brooklinen.com to give yourself the cooling sleep you deserve this summer. Use our promo code GETSLEEPYPOD for $20 off your online purchase of $100 or more, plus free shipping on brooklinen.com, that's dot ncom and use promo code GETSLEEPYPOD for $20 off plus free shipping. Now we love and appreciate having your company here on the Get Sleepy public feed and it's important to us that we can keep bringing you two free episodes every single week. Keeping this free version on the air wouldn't be possible without the amazing support of our Get Sleepy Premium subscribers. As well as having all our love and adoration, Premium supporters receive a whole host of great benefits to make a good night's rest even easier to come by. For example, you get full access to our entire catalogue of well over 500 stories and meditations and they are all completely ad-free. Plus, every Thursday we release a new bonus episode, like tomorrow when I'll be reading a beautiful meditation centred on one of the most relaxing plants in the world, lavender. You won't want to miss this one and you'll also find a whole host of long-length stitched episodes designed to keep you company for hours on end through the night. So if you'd like to give premium a try, but want to be sure it's for you before committing, remember that you have a seven-day free trial to begin with, and you can cancel any time. For more information on our premium plans, visit getsleepy.com support Or just follow the link in the show notes Thank you all so much Okay my friends Hopefully you're already starting to relax Getting comfortably settled Wherever you are Right now If not That's okay Relaxing is a process, and sometimes it can take a little while, so just be patient with yourself. For now, close your eyes and become aware of your breathing, in and out. Feel your chest rise and fall, and follow the flow of air. As your breathing slows, your body will follow, relaxing into that slower pace and giving you an opportunity to embrace the dreamy rest you deserve. Now imagine a narrow, cobbled street lined with potted plants. You're standing in the middle of the street, admiring your picturesque surroundings. The walls of the buildings are painted various shades of yellow and orange, like the colors of the sunset. Above you is a washing line, which hangs right over the street. Clean sheets billow in the wind. When you breathe in, you notice the scent of the detergent, something fresh and floral. This is one of the many back streets of Trastevere in Rome. Our story begins right here. Walking under the line of laundry, you breathe in deeply. There's something calming and reassuring about this scent. It makes you feel right at home. As you sniff the air, you detect other scents, the mingling aromas. Of coffee and freshly baked pastries. There must be a cafe nearby. It's about eight o'clock in the morning, and you're looking forward to having breakfast. This neighborhood is full of traditional cafes or bars, where locals stop off for a quick coffee. It should be easy to find a place, but for now, you're happy to wander through the back streets. The sun is shining brightly this morning, creating stark blocks of light and shadow. Some buildings are neatly divided in two, the top half glowing in the sunlight, while below the colours are muted in the shade. You think of some classical paintings you've seen where the artists have used the technique known as chiaroscuro, meaning light-dark. The light this morning reminds you of these striking tonal contrasts. Moving between patches of sun and shadow, you feel like you're walking through a painting or perhaps a film set. It doesn't seem entirely real, especially as you're the only person walking down this street. But then, you turn the corner into another cobbled alley, and you cross paths with an elderly woman who's walking her dog. For a second, it feels as though she could be part of the scenery. But then, she calls out to greet another woman who's leaning out of a nearby window. Hearing the two neighbors speak, you suddenly feel grounded again. There are moments when this neighborhood feels too picturesque to be real, but as you get to know it, you'll discover just how full of life it really is. Trastevere is famous for its lively atmosphere. At night, the streets are packed full of people. Locals and tourists all gravitate towards this part of the city in the evening meeting up for drinks and dinner. But at the moment, the neighborhood is peaceful. You're happy to be here now, enjoying the tranquility of the morning as the city slowly wakes up. There aren't many tourists at this time, though you spot a young couple stepping out of their B&B. They look happy to be up bright and early, and to have the neighborhood almost to themselves. But otherwise, most of the people in the streets are elderly residents, or those working in shops and cafes. There's a small delivery truck parked on the street corner. Two men unload crates of fruit and vegetables, including bright red tomatoes and piles of fava beans in long green pods. If it wasn't for the truck and the clothes of the two men, this could be a street from many years ago. The nearby shops and small apartment buildings look as though they've been standing there for centuries. And then there are the dark grey cobblestones, which are characteristic of this neighbourhood. They seem to have been designed for horse-drawn carts, rather than modern vehicles. Some of the shops are charmingly old-fashioned, too. You peer through the window of a delicatessen and notice the simplicity of the display there are some rustic-looking bread loaves lined up in a row against a backdrop of faded postcards and newspaper cuttings. Looking beyond the display, you can see into the shop. A man in a white apron is arranging a display of cured meats and thick wedges of cheese. Tantalizing smells waft through the open door. Maybe you'll return here later and buy something for your lunch. Further down the street, you're surprised to find a second-hand bookshop that's already open. Glancing in the window, you notice that there are books in various languages. When you open the door and step inside, a bell rings softly. A woman appears from behind the counter and greets you in Italian. Then she adds in English, that she's happy to help if there's anything you need. You're not looking for anything in particular, but you like the idea of picking up a souvenir. There are some pretty notebooks and calendars and a selection of novels set in Rome. Then. As you browse through the books, a display on the shelf catches your attention. Here are some books written by local authors, including a guide to the neighborhood. This is perfect, you think. You can have a look at the guide over breakfast and find some inspiration for where to go next. Although you enjoy aimlessly wandering through the streets, maybe this will help you to discover some hidden gems. As you purchase the book, you ask the woman if she has any recommendations for breakfast There's a nice bar just around the corner, she tells you. It's a lovely place to sit on a morning like this, and their pastries are some of the best in the city. After leaving the shop, you find the bar easily. There are some outdoor tables in the shade, and a few are already occupied by customers sipping coffee. A man reads the newspaper while his dog naps by his feet. This is just what you wanted, a quiet place for breakfast and it's on a lovely, pedestrianized street, like something from a postcard. The buildings are the color of terracotta, and are covered with draping vines. Nearby is a traditional Roman drinking fountain. The gentle trickle of water creates a soothing background noise, along with the murmur of voices from inside the bar and the clinking of cutlery. You sit down at one of the tables outside, half in the sun, half in the shade. The outdoor seating area is bordered by planters filled with lovely white flowers. It's almost like being on a private terrace. The waitress comes to take your order. You're tempted by the idea of a decadent pastry, like the one you spot on a nearby table. Another customer has ordered a maritozzo, a soft sweet bun overflowing with whipped cream. The waitress tells you that the name of this pastry comes from the Italian word for husband, marito. The story goes that a man would give one of these buns to the woman he wished to marry, with a ring or jewel hidden inside. Maybe you'll try one of these traditional Roman treats next time. In the end, you settle for a cappuccino and something simpler – a crescent-shaped pastry known as a cornetto. The waitress returns a couple of minutes later with your breakfast. The milky coffee instantly lifts your mood and your energy, while the sugary pastry has just the right amount of sweetness. It's exactly what you were craving. For a while, you simply relax, sipping your coffee and appreciating the peaceful atmosphere of the street. Once again, you find yourself noticing the contrasting light and shade, and the beautiful colors. The palette is typically Roman, earthy pinks and reds next to burnt orange walls, and the charcoal of the cobblestones. Then, you turn your attention to the newly purchased book. Setting it on the table in front of you, you study the map of the area and notice just how central the neighborhood is. It's right in the middle of Rome, on the western side of the river. The name Trastevere translates as across the Tiber River In ancient times, this area was originally separate from Rome. Over the years, it gradually became part of the city, while developing its own distinctive identity. It was a lively, working class neighbourhood. Many of the residents had emigrated from the Middle East, and with the river nearby, sailors and fishermen chose to settle here too. During the reign of the Emperor Augustus, around the beginning of the first century, the district was originally recognized as part of Rome. In the following centuries, Trastevere maintained its working-class atmosphere and character. But a few wealthy families came to live here too, building luxurious villas and gardens. One of the most famous is a grand residence called Villa Farnesina, Built in the early 16th century, this riverside villa belonged to a banker, Agostino Chigi, who was one of the richest men in Europe at the time. He commissioned Raphael and other great artists of the day to decorate the house with beautiful frescoes. the banker's extravagance was legendary. He would host lavish banquets with gold and silver plates. After dinner, the plates and cutlery would be thrown out of the window and into the river. It was a way of demonstrating his wealth and impressing his guests. But it was just for show. Afterwards, the servants would collect the dishes from the river, fishing them out with nets. As you continue to flick through the pages of the book, reading stories of Trastevere's past, you get the urge to continue exploring. Maybe you'll visit one of these grand villas later. But first, you'd like to go to a nearby piazza. According to the book, it's the perfect place to get a sense of the neighborhood's history. After you've paid, you leave the bar and continue down the street. Thanks to the book, the piazza is easy to find. Without a map, you might easily have missed it, as it's hidden in a maze of narrow streets. Standing here in this peaceful square, You can imagine that you're in a village or that you've somehow traveled back in time. Apart from a few parked cars and motorbikes, there are no traces of the modern city. The faded, peeling paint on the walls comes in varying shades of brown and orange. There's something rustic about the appearance of these buildings, you think. They could be old farmhouses. On the corner is a romantic-looking building, completely covered in ivy. The dark green vines drip from the roof and cascade down the walls. You're also struck by the unusual cactus in the street, just in front of the building. At its base, the plant resembles an ordinary tree trunk. Halfway up, it transforms into a cluster of spiky cactus branches. There's something surreal about the scene, the overgrown building, and the exotic cactus. You linger for a while in the sun-drenched square, enjoying the tranquil atmosphere. It's nice and quiet now, but it would have been very different in the past. The name of the piazza translates as Square of the Merchants. For centuries, this place was a hub of activity, bustling with merchants, sailors, and artisans. The river is close by, so the square would have felt like a busy port or marketplace. Keen to discover some more historic areas, you cross the square and head down a shady side street. The alleys are like a winding labyrinth. You find yourself compelled to walk on and on, investigating every turning. The random layout of the streets creates intriguing perspectives. You catch fleeting glimpses of decorative details on the buildings such as ornate balconies or old shrines. There's something almost addictive about this kind of exploration, where one narrow street leads to another, then another. You could spend all day walking through this neighborhood curious to find out what's around the next corner. For a while, you follow your instincts, forgetting about the map. As you come out of an alley, you find yourself standing in a wider street, opposite a tall orange apartment block. The building looks relatively modern, but standing in front of it is an ancient Roman wall. Although it's a ruin, it stands tall, reaching the third floor of the modern building. How strange it must be to live there, you think. When the residents open their windows or sit out on their balconies, there's a towering Roman wall just meters away. These striking juxtapositions of modern and ancient architecture are everywhere in Rome. There are no signs identifying the ruin, but luckily, your guidebook has an explanation. While it doesn't mention the wall, there's a paragraph about some underground ruins in this exact location. Under the street are the remains of a building known as the Excubatorium. Built in the second century AD, it was the barracks for the neighborhood fire brigade. Because of the buckets they carried for putting out fires, the men were nicknamed Little Bucket Fellows. They worked as watchmen too, keeping the city safe at night. The underground archaeological site is closed, so you can't explore the barracks right now. But reading the book and gazing at the ancient wall, you can imagine what it must have been like centuries ago. You picture the watchman coming and going throughout the night. The remains of the barracks are ancient, but the history of Trastevere goes back even further. It's amazing to think that this land has been inhabited for at least two and a half thousand years. What else is hidden underground, you wonder? Everywhere you go, there are layers upon layers of history. The melodic ringing of church bells echoes through the street, awakening you from your trance. You become aware of other sounds too, chirping sparrows and lively conversations in Italian coming from nearby apartments. Just standing still here in this street, There's so much to experience. But you decide you're ready to walk on now, to continue exploring. You cross the main road that cuts through the neighbourhood and join the flow of people heading towards the centre. This charming street is lined with shops and restaurants. It's a little busier here, and now that it's mid-morning, the streets are starting to fill up. Even so, the area still feels peaceful. The people around you walk slowly. Often stopping to look in shop windows. Everyone seems to be in a good mood, enjoying the sunshine and the laid back atmosphere, just as you are. The street leads to the main piazza, Santa Maria. This pedestrianized square is the center of the neighborhood. The most striking building is the basilica on the opposite side. It's an elegant church with a richly decorated facade and a brick bell tower. Just in front of the church, Is a large fountain encircled by stone steps. After navigating the winding alleys of the back streets, it feels good to stand in this open space. It's light and airy, and for the first time, you notice the blue sky above, just how clear and bright it is without a single cloud. Walking across the square, you cross paths with a group of children who are playing a game of football. A little boy on a red tricycle Goes round the fountain, smiling proudly. There are some tourists here too, taking photos and browsing for souvenirs. But there's a real sense of local life. As well as the souvenir shops, there's a bookshop, a pharmacy, and a newspaper kiosk. People gather in the street, chatting to their neighbors. It feels like there's a good balance between tourists and locals. There's even something balanced about the architecture of the piazza. It's beautiful and elegant but without being over the top. The square seems to have been designed for its residents as an accessible, welcoming space. A few cafes are dotted around the square, with outdoor tables under large white umbrellas. They all look inviting, you think. Maybe you'll choose a place to sit for a while, to rest and recharge. After your long meandering walk, you're starting to feel tired. First, however, you have to get a better look at the church. Its golden facade is dazzling in the sunlight, and you feel drawn towards it. It would be impossible to pass through the square without stopping to admire it. The stone steps of the fountain provide the perfect resting place. You sit facing the church and look at it more closely. The entrance is sheltered by a graceful white portico. Above is a stone balustrade lined with marble statues. The golden wall is decorated with painted palm trees, and just above is a shimmering mosaic of the Madonna and child, surrounded by a procession of women holding lamps. The decorations are so bright that you're tempted to put on your sunglasses, but you also like this dazzling effect, how the mosaics sparkle like jewels. Shielding your eyes from the sun, you allow your gaze to drift over each detail in turn. Admiring the symmetrical design and the faded fresco above the mosaic, it's one of the most beautiful buildings you've ever seen. Turning to your book, you discover that this is one of the oldest of Rome's 900 churches. The original building dates back to the 3rd century. And before that, there was a home for retired soldiers on this site. In the year 38 BCE, an unusual miracle is said to have taken place here. One day, a fountain of oil magically spouted from the ground, creating a stream that flowed all the way to the river. Inside the church, there's an inscription on the spot where the fountain of oil appeared. The event is also commemorated by a 13th century mosaic. Apparently, the artworks inside are even more impressive than the church exterior. After reading this, you close the book. Soon, you'll go inside the church and see these things for yourself. But right now, you want to savour this moment, sitting in the sun with a view of the golden facade and the gorgeous blue sky. It's good to just sit and rest, and maybe Close your eyes for a moment with the sun on your face. You feel relaxed and content and happy to be here, right in the heart of Rome.